You know I love Instagram advice. However, in my content, I usually stick to giving tips here and there for you to piece together for your own plan for social media success. But in today's episode, I want to dive deep. I'm going to lay it out step by step. This is exactly how to create an Instagram strategy for your brand or business from start to finish. No guesswork involved. So grab a pen and paper because you are going to want to write this down. If you're just getting started on IG or if your brand is in need of a refresh, then this episode is for you. Let's go. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club Podcast is a workshop-style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok, or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and the community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. Before we dive into today's show, I want to share with you the review of the week. This one is from Amanda Hams, and it's titled Best Meaningful Tips for Social Media. And Amanda writes, I've been watching Katie's YouTube channel for a while now. I absolutely love all of her tips and have been implementing them myself as a VA. I am so excited that I can now take her meaningful and actionable tips with me anywhere I go through this podcast. Bravo, Katie. Please continue keeping up the great content for us smaller creators. Thank you so much, Amanda, for listening and for writing that kind review. If you would like to be featured as the review of the week, then all you have to do is go to iTunes and tap write a review. Make sure you rate the show five stars and let me know what you've been liking about these episodes. Um, And then I can make sure to focus more on that in the future. I always appreciate your feedback when it comes to podcasts, one of the best metrics for success, especially when it comes to growth and eventually getting brand deals and that kind of thing. It really is the ratings and reviews. So I really, truly appreciate it when you all leave me reviews. So thank you so much, Amanda. Let's dive into the show. All right. Are you ready to get into it? Because I have a lot of information to share. I am going to be going through the 10 steps that you're going to want to walk through when it comes to creating your Instagram strategy for your brand. This is all encompassing. So some of this you might have already done. Some of it might be brand new to you, but I thought it was important today to just lay it all out in chronological order so that if you're starting fresh, you know exactly what to do. And even if you're not starting fresh, this might be good for you to review because you may have missed some steps along the way. So with that being said, let's get into number one, which is establish your niche. This is something I talk about a lot. And if you've watched my content for very long at all or listened to my podcast, and you've probably heard me talk about niche. Basically, this is the idea that you need to have a purpose behind your Instagram account or any other presence that you have online. It might sound really simple, um, you know, having a reason, but you would be surprised how many people are actually kind of unclear about what their account is about. And the thing is, if you're not 100% sure what your niche is, what your purpose is, then potential followers are definitely not going to know. 
And the idea with a niche is this, when you have a clear purpose and you have a clear reason behind your account, then potential followers who show up on your account will know exactly what you're about right away and they will know what kind of value they're going to get from you and they will know if they should follow you or not. So make sure that you have a niche. If you are making an Instagram for an existing business or you already have a really good sense of what you're starting your account for, then you probably already have a niche in mind. Maybe you're going to be sharing healthy recipes. Maybe you're going to be sharing at-home workouts. Maybe you're sharing tips for productivity. Maybe you're talking about creating workflows in a, in a creative business. Like there's all kinds of different niches and they can be varying degrees of specific specificity, however you want to say it. But the point is you need to have a reason. I have audited so many accounts that are just, oh, here's me and my life and here's a photo of me here and whatever. It's awesome to have a personal brand. Don't get me wrong. But what do I get out of it? The fact is your followers, they're going to be a bit selfish. We all are. That's human nature. We follow people on Instagram for what we get out of it. So I would really encourage you figure out what your niche is, come up with a definition for it. If somebody met you on the street and said, oh, what's your Instagram about? What would you say to them? Like, what could you say to them in like less than 20 seconds to make it clear what your purpose is? Figure out what that is and then make sure you include that in your bio and make sure that every post somehow relates to that. That being said, I don't want you to feel limited by your niche. When I give advice to my clients about figuring out what their niche is, I always say, Come up with your general niche topic area, purpose or reason for your account. And then what you're going to do is create subtopics or content pillars for that niche to help build it out. So don't feel like you are going to be stuck writing the exact same caption and making the exact same Instagram post every single time. The reason behind a niche is to communicate your purpose. What's your why and what is the why of why people should follow you? So figure that out. Ask yourself in a really honest way, why would anybody want to follow me on Instagram? And then and then have an answer for that and be confident with it. That's your niche. So if you are not yet convinced, I'm sure you are. The importance of a niche is clear, but if you're not sure how to create a niche, I have lots of resources on this already. I'd really encourage you to just go to my YouTube channel, press the little um, magnifying glass search icon and type in the word niche and you will find lots of videos where I talk about how to define a niche and what it all means. So definitely check that out. This is the absolutely foundational aspect of building an Instagram account because really what it means is just having a purpose. Why are you trying to grow on Instagram? Your niche is part of that reason. So that takes us to number two, which I kind of already alluded to, and that is creating content pillars from that niche. So let me kind of create a visual for you. When I think about this, I think of like classic Greek architecture where you've got like a big marble slab on the bottom of the building, another big horizontal marble slab for the roof. And then in between, you've got all these really tall, strong pillars holding it up. That is kind of how I picture your niche and your content pillars. Your niche is like that roof, that umbrella, that reason why you have your account. And then your content pillars are holding it up because that is going to be like the categories of the content that you can, because that is going to be the categories of the content that you create to make your niche apparent to your audience, to show your why, to give your reason and create that purpose. So 
what content pillars are in practice then are basically just more specific areas of content that all kind of relate back to your niche in some way or another. They don't have to be exactly like your niche just like in a more specific way, but it does have to relate to it. So in a lot of ways, your niche is going to be not only your purpose and your reason, but also who your ideal audience is. And then when you're creating those content pillars, you're not only relating it back to your niche and your purpose, but you're also thinking about who is my ideal audience and who am I trying to create for? So I'll just give my own account as an example, because honestly, I have been kind of working on changing this recently. So before I I used to feel like, okay, I have a niche and I have subtopics. That's kind of how I framed it before, which was like, okay, my niche is something broad like social media marketing. And then my subtopics are like Instagram tips, YouTube tips, podcast tips or whatever. And you can see how that gets really specific and quite repetitive quickly. And and that's fine, like especially if your main plan is to have a business around social media marketing and you don't as much want to have a personal brand, then that can work for you because there is really limitless topics within those areas. But as somebody who has been really focused on building a personal brand and being able to branch out of just the education that I provide and kind of work more towards a personal connection and talking about lifestyle and all that kind of thing. Recently, I've shifted my uh, perspective to focus on the idea of content pillars that hold up my purpose and my ideal audience. So for me recently, I've been thinking about my niche as Yes, social media marketing, creative entrepreneurship, and um, basically those topics for the ideal audience of other ambitious young women who want to become their own boss. So within my content pillars, not only do I talk about the social media marketing, the actual entrepreneurship advice, that might be one of my content pillars, but another one might be home DIY, like making a small apartment feel like home, that kind of thing. That is totally unrelated to social media marketing and entrepreneurship, but I do think it is relevant to my ideal audience of other young women who want to be entrepreneurs because they might also live in small apartments and, you know, want to DIY some stuff to make it feel like home. So on my stories, I've been sharing about my own little uh, condo DIYs here and there. Another pillar that I'm thinking about leaning into more is sharing some like style and beauty and skincare and that kind of thing because I think it's fun. I like it. I like seeing other people share about it and I think that my ideal audience would enjoy it here and there. Now, just to clarify, are these areas like selling my products? No, but they do help me connect more with my ideal audience on a personal level and I also find satisfaction in sharing about that stuff. So I want to emphasize that you don't want to overdo it with that sort of tangential stuff. You want to make sure there is a balance. So when you're thinking about coming up with, let's say, four or five content pillars, you want half of them to for sure be related to your business and how you make money. And then the others can just be content that your ideal audience would enjoy. So if you are a personal brand, then that is like the perfect time to make that connection one-on-one with your audience, like make them feel like you are friends because you are, because you're connecting with them. But if you are a business owner, then this might be the chance if your Instagram is just about your business and not a personal brand, I should clarify, then these other content pillars can kind of be your chance to share some fun stuff that your audience would enjoy, but isn't necessarily exactly related to what you are selling. So this is just a random idea that came 
off the top of my head. Let's say if you're like a running an Instagram account for like an ice cream shop. So like maybe half of your content is going to be about, you know, topping of the week or like, here's a fun flavor and how we make it or whatever. And then some other topics that might be relevant to your ideal audience could just be like fun activities to do in the summer, like how to stay cool, like fun, um, backyard picnic ideas. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of base your other content on, okay, I know this is the kind of client or customer I want to have. This is my ideal audience. What other stuff are they interested in that is like kind of related to what I'm also interested in, but not necessarily selling my product. And that's just a really good way to build out a content calendar that isn't going to be super repetitive and is going to allow your customer to enjoy your content, whether or not they're like immediately interested in buying ice cream. I hope that all makes sense. This is just a way to give your brand or your business or your personal brand more of a personality, some more depth and kind of keep your clients, customers, followers interested beyond just what you're selling. So it's very important to keep on selling whatever you're selling. Don't get distracted by all the other like fun um, content pillars. Make sure that you are pitching a product or a freebie or whatever opportunity you have like once in every five posts I would recommend is a good rate. But in those other four posts, take the opportunity to share some content that is relevant to your ideal audience and, and fun for you. So that is the idea of content pillars. And I think that this is important just because it's not just all about having a niche and only ever posting about that niche. It's about establishing a niche, which is not only about what kind of content you want to create, but also who your ideal audience is and what your purpose is for your Instagram. So to recap briefly, number one, establish a niche. Number two, create content pillars that hold up that niche. Number three, decide on a schedule. How often do you want to post? This is going to have a lot of determining factors to it. One of them being your ideal audience, how often they're on Instagram. And then of course, another one being how often are you able to post? When you are first getting started, I really want to encourage you to just mainly consider how often can you be consistent for how long. So don't get too excited and at first be like, I'm going to post every single day, twice a day. And then after a week, you burn out and you can't actually maintain that. Try to think about what is going to be sustainable for you over time. And then beyond that, like really don't overthink it. Just establish something because that is going to be what everything else kind of slots into is this calendar that you come up with now. And the reality is you can't um, know what the perfect schedule is going to be when you first get started. You need to just choose something and try it and test it out. And if it works, it works. If you start to see that maybe some days perform better than others, but then maybe you want to shift your schedule around based on that. So I would really just not get too stressed out about coming up with the perfect schedule from the beginning. Figuring out when the best times to post is really just going to come down to over weeks and months of posting, trying to look at your insights and figuring out what's most effective. So just start out with something that makes sense to you and works with your own life. So maybe you're like, okay, it's going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Maybe it's going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Really, whatever you want to do, just pick something and make sure that you can be consistent with it. That's the most important thing. Okay, once you've decided on a schedule, it's time for number four, which is brainstorm potential reoccurring content ideas and formats. 
this is something that I love to suggest to new clients who are just totally lost on what should I even be posting about on Instagram. And coming up with reoccurring content ideas is a really great way to fill out your content calendar, create consistency, and also have content that your followers start to look forward to. So some questions you can ask yourself, do you want to do some kind of series that you always update on a certain day of the week? So maybe it's like every Monday you make an IGTV that's like motivation Monday. You share some tips about productivity and making the week count. Or maybe it's something like every Wednesday you share a new healthy recipe or a new at-home workout. Whatever it is, these routines can help you get into a groove with creation and they can help to teach your audience what to expect from you. And so then they'll be ready to engage with it when they see it. So if they're used to, oh, you know what? I know Katie's going to do a Motivation Monday video every Monday. Can't wait to see it. It's going to get me pumped up for the week. I'm going to make sure I leave a comment there. That is a really great way to establish routines of engagement and always keep yourself front of mind for your audience. And it really helps with your brainstorming for your content because if you just stare at an open calendar and say, what's my content going to be every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the rest of this month? That's really intimidating. But if you can say, Every Monday, it's going to be a Motivation Monday video. And then you can say like every other Friday, I'm going to share a post that's like submitted by my audience. And then from there, you can kind of fill out your own unique content every other day. Then you have much less days to fill with just completely unique brand new ideas. So I think coming up with these reoccurring formats is a great way to generate engagement and help you when it comes to brainstorming what your content is going to be. Okay, so that was step four. Come up with some series that you can repeatedly do on your content calendar that your audience is going to love. So number five is using those recurring structures as well as some open slots for changing and fresh content. Brainstorm topic ideas for all of your posts. So I talk about this all the time but it is really helpful. So I'm going to bring it up again. And that is using what I call a content matrix. Essentially what it is, is just a table with like nine squares in it. So I explain this in complete detail in episode 10, which is called my exact process for batch working Instagram content. I highly recommend you listen to that next if you haven't already, because I give you the full rundown of how to use this tool. But basically what this is, is a document that I came up with and it's just a grid and it's got a sort of like layout or thought process behind it. You can use my exact one. You can get it for free at katiesteckley.com slash calendar. You just got to enter your email address and then I'll send you the link to the Google doc. So then you can save it for yourself. Um, but basically what it is, is this nine by nine grid where three of your, um, columns are labeled with three of your content pillars. And again, this can be more than three, but I just like to start with three because it's a little bit less intimidating. But if you have five different content pillars, it can be five columns wide. And then your three rows are going to be the three different ways that you can serve people. So the way I think of it, it is encouragement entertainment and education. This is just a framework that kind of helps me think about different ways I can create content. So then I'm not just making every single post three more tips for Instagram growth um, because that gets old really fast. So in each of my different content pillars, maybe one of them is like lifestyle. One of them is like DIY. One of them is social media marketing. One of them is entrepreneurship and one of them is like money and finances. 
Then what I'm going to do is in each of those categories, I'm going to come up with different post ideas that would either entertain, educate, or encourage. And then I can kind of fill out that chart with all my different ideas. It's just coming up with an idea like I could write a post about like my five favorite outfits for the summer or why I feel rich or how I come up with my financial goals or how I felt when I hit 10K followers on Instagram. Like those are like ideas, right? Those are not full captions. I didn't just like read you an Instagram caption. That's just like a concept for a caption. So that's what you want to do in this matrix. Okay. So once you have used those reoccurring structures and your open time slots to come up with these ideas, because you're also going to want to brainstorm ideas for those series that I mentioned before, you've got those in your grid. Now it is time for number six, and that is slotting these ideas into your calendar. So this is also included in that Google doc I mentioned at katiesteckley.com slash calendar. This is basically just a table with a five by seven grid. So it's like seven days, five weeks, that's kind of a general month. And what you're going to do is just take those ideas and put them in different squares on the calendar. So you can start to see what your month's worth of content is going to look like. Now, of course, if you have your recurring series, then it's going to be like, okay, every Monday, I know that's an IGTV video or whatever that is for you. So you can already fill that out. And then in the other days, you can kind of mix and match and change up and, and switch around your different topics until you're happy with the rhythm of content that you're going to be providing over the next month. Number seven, once you have your content ideas in the calendar, start writing notes for each one about the visuals you create to go along with them. So some of these might already be obvious, like especially if you are creating the kind of content that is very visually based to begin with. Like if you're like, oh, I'm going to make an outfit post. Well, obviously it's going to be a photo of that outfit. But if some of your captions or post ideas are a little bit more intangible, this is your time to think about how can I visually represent these ideas to people? Because Instagram is a very visual app. And at the end of the day, the success of your post is going to in large part come down to your ability to stop people from scrolling and get them to look at your content longer and engage with it. So start thinking about what those visuals are going to be. This might be photography. This might be videos. This might be graphics or quotes or whatever you can think of. So just start brainstorming what you want that to look like. And because you already have your post ideas set up in your calendar, you can take into account you know, what your grid is going to look like. And more importantly, just like having a variety of content and changing things up over time so that you don't have just like seven photos in a row and then seven graphics in a row. Like you want to think about how you can switch it up, keep it interesting. And then, you know, as well, have your grid looking nice. So start thinking about those visuals. Number eight, of course, you need to actually, you know, complete the content by capturing the images or creating the graphics and then writing your captions, researching hashtags, etc. So once you have your full content calendar filled out of the ideas and then you've written down what kind of visuals you're going to capture, you're going to actually go out, take those images, make those graphics, and then of course, write the captions. So what you'll end up with is a Google Doc full of caption with photo and hashtags or caption with graphic or video or whatever and hashtags and then you can go ahead and place those into your favorite scheduling app mine is later but you can use whatever your preference is and then you've got a month of content scheduled and ready to go that has been really thought out and really strategic and is going to connect with your audience but if you've been following along you'll know that is just number eight and there are 10 steps in this process so let's talk about nine 
The process does not stop with the content. You need to establish routines and strategy around engagement. So you know I talk about this a lot, but it's worth repeating. Engagement is just as important as content. And in order to make it happen, you need to create structure around it. So too many people just say, you know what, I'm going to spend 30 minutes a day engaging and then it stops there. But you need to make sure that you have a strategy for those 30 minutes so you're actually making the most of them. Because if you don't have a to-do list, a checklist, or a structure around how you engage, you're going to end up probably just scrolling and not really having the impact that you want to have. So I suggest scheduling yourself time once a week, once a day, however often you can do it, half an hour or an hour. And then I want you to move through this list of engagement activities. So get out your pen, time to write this down because you're definitely going to want to make sure that you do at least one, preferably like three or four of these items every time you sit down to do engagement. And then rather than thinking, oh, I haven't spent half an hour yet, I better keep going. Think about it like this. Once you complete three out of the tasks on this list, then you can be done for the day. So let's dive into those routines. Here's what you can do to make sure you're engaging enough every time you sit down to engage on Instagram. One thing you can do, reply to all of your comments. This could be 10 for you. This could be 100, whatever it is. Just reply to as many comments as you can because these are people that actually took out the time from their day to reply to whatever your content is. These are your warmest leads. These are people that are really interested in what you're doing. So make sure that you return the favor by actually responding to them. Okay, so reply to all your comments. The next one. Find five recent commenters or followers that are highly engaged. So these are the kind of people that you see their username, pop them in the comments every time and go and engage on their profile. So like their most recent nine posts, comment on one of them, really let them know that you're thinking of them and that you appreciate their engagement. This is just going to motivate them to continue to engage more and you're going to keep on building that relationship. So do that with five people. The next one. Send welcome messages to your five most recent followers. So go over to your notifications tab on Instagram and scroll through and find the five most recent people who have pressed that follow button on your profile. You could send them a little video message, a voice note, a photo, just text if you want to, whatever it is, find five of them and send them a welcome message. This is going to make them much more likely to be highly engaged followers going forward. And it's just kind of a nice touch to continue building your community. Okay, so those three things were things that you can do to get your current followers to be even more engaged. The next few items on the list are things you can do to kind of go out and get more followers. So you can pick 10 hashtags that are relevant to your niche, scroll through those hashtags and leave 10 comments on posts in each of them. So that doesn't mean one post with 10 comments. I mean, find 10 different posts inside those hashtags and then leave a comment on them. So this would mean leaving 100 comments total. And that sounds like a lot, but I bet you can do it faster than you actually think. And the amazing thing about this is that's now 100 people that would potentially know about you and your content. So there's some serious value in that, especially when you were leaving genuine, true and meaningful comments, which is very important. And you can meet some really great people that way, new potential followers. So this is a really big one. I would recommend doing this one quite often. The next one, choose an influencer or an industry leader in your niche, go to their profile and reply to 10 comments on posts of theirs, preferably ones that are asking questions that you can actually provide value to. So if you're thinking of who are the big people in your topic area or your industry or your niche, 
maybe they have like 100,000 plus followers. Like that's a really good range to shoot for. Go and find their profile. Go look at a recent post of theirs and look for comments from people that are asking them questions that have gone unanswered or who are just commenting stuff that like you could relate to and you could like add some value to and just start a conversation. So you want to do at least 10 comments on these type of posts. Ideally, you wouldn't do them all on the same post. Maybe like try to go to two or three different posts so you're not just like spamming one comment section. But this is a really good way to meet people on Instagram that are already engaged. Like they are commenting on other people's posts. So that means that they might be willing to comment on your posts too. So this is like an ideal type of follower. And if they're interested in an influencer in your niche, then they might be interested in your content too. So... Another um, tip along that, so another task along those same lines would be go to an influencer industry leader in your niche, go to their profile, click on the tagged photos section. So this is where their followers and fans might be tagging them in their photos. So if the person who is posting this photo is a fan of the influencer and they've tagged that person, this means they could also someday become a fan of you, especially if you have related content to that influencer. So find a post that is tagging an industry leader in your niche and then comment on it, engage with the original poster because they might be into your content too. And remember, it's always about true and meaningful and genuine conversations, not about being like, hey, do you want to check out my profile? Nobody is going to follow up on that. So just be a real human being. (laughs) Okay, so the third one along these lines, go to an influencer in your niche or an industry leader, find a post of theirs and see who the most interested and engaged commenters are. So especially if you're like a big fan of somebody and you're frequently in their comment section, if you see the same names coming up time and time again, that means that person is highly engaged. They are a really good community member. So take some time, go to their profile, engage with their content, reach out to them, start a conversation, see if you can build a relationship because this is just like the warmest of warm leads. I mean, of cold leads, I guess. This is like the best kind of person you could get to become a follower because then they're very likely to eventually become a client, customer, mega fan, if you know what I'm talking about. So they are already, first of all, interested in somebody who's in your niche, right? They have, they've proven to be interested in that kind of content. Plus they are willing to comment on every single post. So they're highly engaged and they're interested in your type of content. So go out and engage with them on their profiles. See if you can get them to start following you because they would be such an ideal follower. Okay, so here's another action you can take. If you're location-based at all, go to a location tag that is relevant to you and comment on 10 posts from people who seem like your ideal follower. So this is relevant maybe if you have a brick and mortar business or that kind of thing, you can find people who are actually in your area. Last action you can take during your scheduled engagement time, post an Instagram story with a poll or a question box, and then you can go back later and engage with the people who responded to that poll or question. So you can DM them, you can comment on their posts, you can like their recent posts. This is another great way to get your current followers more engaged and more excited about your content and having a relationship with you. You just really want to make your followers and potential followers feel valued because you genuinely do value them. Like it's really important to you to have them in your community. So make sure that they know that. That was a lot of talking for one point. That was number nine. The point of that is make sure that your engagement time on Instagram is task oriented. Okay. You're actually making sure that you are doing these things that are going to help you get more followers, get more engaged followers. Don't just end up spending time scrolling. All right. The 10th and final step in creating an Instagram story for your brand or business from start to finish 
is to schedule yourself time each month to reevaluate your content, your engagement, and to make plans on how you can improve the following month. So strategies are only as good as they are recent and up to date. If you set a strategy and then follow that for the entire year, it might not be working anymore. If you've been doing the same thing on Instagram for months and months, it might not be working anymore. And the only way to know that is to try, reevaluate your insights, see how they're doing, see what posts perform the best and see how you can refine your future content to make it as best as it can be. So looking back at your data is really the only way you can improve. And if you don't have a lot of data, that means you just need to keep trying new stuff, keep experimenting until you have enough posts in the bank to look back and see what the response has been. So make sure you're checking in regularly. I would recommend at the very most schedule your content a month in advance. I wouldn't do more than that. And then when you are sitting down to schedule your next batch of content, that's a really good time to look back on your previous content and think about what did well, what could I improve on? And that is just going to help you keep getting better and better and help you grow faster. So thank you for listening. I know that was a long one. We went through the 10 steps to creating your Instagram strategy from start to finish. I really hope that you found it helpful. If you have any questions at all about what I talked about, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm always super happy to hear from you. And otherwise I cannot wait to see how you implement these steps and grow. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out, and you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening, and as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams, and I'll catch you next week, Creator Club.